0: What is up, my beautiful listeners? It's your girl, Bree, and you're listening to Bible Lab 450. Today, we're going to be talking about the Bible, so let's get to it. Before we actually get into our interview with Megan Fate, let me just explain like a short synopsis of what the program is. So basically, Bible Lab 450 is a joint program between 180 and Studio 70. We hope to bring you an episode once a week during the school year, and we'll have interviews, testimonies sermons, devotionals, and obviously Bible studies. Our goal is just to give you more opportunities to be encouraged by God's Word whenever and wherever you are. Today we are here with Megan Fate. So Megan, can you give us a brief intro, like a very vague summary on the main message points that you shared with us today during our rush?
1: Yes, absolutely. So we got to talk about the fact that god created everything which i think is something we know until we realize the implications of it so if he created it then he likely is the one that gave it purpose too and so we got to talk about how god gives purpose and everything he creates he creates on purpose with a purpose and then we talked about uh, part of god's good plan for us is each other and the power of community of really being known and what can take place if that's the case talked a little bit about man Uh, The temptation to listen to other voices other than God's and then the results of that, to experience shame, blame, hiding, fear, anxiety, all the things that we uh, don't realize are byproducts of listening to wrong voices. And then also the cool thing is talked about God's response to even when we listen to other voices about how he still moves toward us and how crazy that is that a perfect, holy, set apart, amazingly powerful, can do anything God still sees us and wants relationship with us. And then this afternoon, which we haven't talked about yet, but we can talk about because people are listening to this after the fact, we get to talk about why the gospel really is good news for us today.
0: Cool. All right. So I remember that you um, you had a way of explaining like how you share your love with others using a cup as mm-hmm. an example. Yes. So what made you realize that even if you do spread love to everyone, but depend on others' opinions to refill mm-hmm. that cup, to use, to pour out, like, so other people fill up the cup and then you use their opinions to fill up your own. Yeah. Um, When did you realize that that wasn't God's plan for you? Yeah, there's a prayer
1: in Ephesians chapter three where Paul prays for a group of Christians and says, may we know that we're loved by God. And then it's, it's almost like he goes, so that you can Know that you're loved by God. And I would always want to fill that in by we're loved by God so that we do radical things, change the world. And yes, but that will only take place if you really know that you're really loved by God. And some of you are going, hey, I heard that when I was little. For sure. Does it change you to the point that you don't have to worry about finding love elsewhere? Because he doesn't just fill us a little. He fills us to the point of overflowing, and the overflowing is our purpose. And so, man, I realized it was a problem really, when I got myself in trouble in college, and I realized I had been trying to please people around me more than pleasing God, and it got me in actual trouble. And so I found myself in trouble. uh, And I didn't realize it was a problem. And it was just something really small, pleasing people, which I thought was good, because why wouldn't we want to please other people, right? Yeah. But I realized, man, when I get filled of other people's opinions, then even what I'm giving away is shallow. And it's not the type of love that people actually need. It's just I'm filled up by people's opinions to only teach other people that other people's opinions matter more than God's opinion. And I think these types of things are things I've known my whole life, but it wasn't until it got me in trouble. And I think that's why I love speaking about it, specifically to high school students, is go, like, you don't have to get yourself in trouble. you don't have to sometimes God uses that in radical ways and some people have already gotten themselves in trouble and I that's what I love about it. the story doesn't end with sin. It also doesn't begin with sin but it doesn't end with sin. each time we experience the sin of other people we get to see God's response to it. He takes sin very seriously but he also uh, still is moving toward a relationship. So for me it was it was so transformative to realize man, people's opinions last for only a bit. And that's the weird part. It works. I mean, I think we need to acknowledge that people liking you works, but it only keeps you coming back for more. And then you become a slave to the opinion of other people. And when you talk about the results being things like slavery to the opinion of other people, no one wants that. But at the same time, it just happens. And we're not even conscious. So what I love doing is waking people up to go, you don't have to live that way. In fact, you can walk into a room already loved and then live loved instead of wait to be loved.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You're awesome. (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. So is everyone listening. Good job paying attention. <laughs> um, how can you experience God's love, and where do you find it?
1: Great. Wow, just the best question. Can you ask it one more time so that everyone can think through this?
0: How can you experience God's love, and where do you find it?
1: Hmm. Wow, what a phenomenal question. I would say I find it a lot of places. First one is I find it when I'm looking for it. So where do you f- there's a cool scripture that I... It's pretty common. It just says this, if you seek me, you will find me, you know it. It's a good one, but it's a really cool promise. So if we seek God, and this is where I'll kind of adjust a little bit of what you're even saying. If you seek God, he promises to be found. But if we seek something from God, that's not promised. So even as you asked the question, I went, "Hmm, that's interesting but we need to be loved, yes, and God is love. So that works out really well because God is love. So if I'm seeking God, I am seeking love because that's who he is but he promises. So that changes, by the way, how you walk into church, because if you walk into church seeking good feelings, you might be disappointed. If you walk into chapel seeking inspiration and someone who's funny and entertaining, you might be disappointed. If you seek anything from God, you could be disappointed, but if you seek God, you will never be disappointed. And that's true in chapel, that's true at church, that's true in your quiet time. I think oftentimes we seek to find inspiration, and I think God's going, whoa, I'm right here. When you seek something else, I think we walk away from things disappointed, and we somehow equate feelings with God. Now, mm-hmm. God can cause feelings, but he isn't just a feeling, and I think we seek the wrong thing. So how do I find God's love? Well, because God is love, I seek him. And by the way, one thing I do practically, so I'm not this, mm-hmm. this is just like an inspirational moment, but yeah. practically, I ask uh, my family every night at dinner, we ask, what's the high of the day? What's the low of the day? And then we tacked on, "How do you how do you see God today? Because... If we look for him, we'll find him. And I love that our family is so used to that, that we search for him throughout the day. And the stories I will say from even my kids, my little three and a half year old are profound because I want him to search for God um, because of that radical promise. And friends who are listening, would you just hear this too? If you've been searching for him, maybe you have to make sure you're not just searching for things from him, but if you search for him, you will not be disappointed. Open your Bibles, find a God because that's where he hangs out Um, and then it's really cool I'd say the second way that I find love though is by finding God in other people pointing out the ways I see Christ in people and then having the type of friends that point out the same thing in me
0: wow all right last question Mm -hmm. what challenge do you have for your listeners Mm,
1: my listeners hello listeners (laughs) Uh, my challenge don't oh man My mind's going to a lot of different thoughts. My challenge, if I can give you one right now, it would be... All right, here's what it is. I'm going to get real practical because this is what I needed. Find someone that wants to grow closer to God too um, and choose how you're going to do it and then have accountability for it. So me and my friend decided we wanted to seek God every day in his word. And so what we did is every day we would text each other one sentence, about what we discovered about god each day and so it was practical and it was always a trigger to remind the other person also and it was it ended up being like a competition who could get there first because i'm competitive but i'll say that having community is one of the best gifts we don't utilize for the best yeah. um, and so the other practical thing i would say is change around your phone apps put those little brown bibles in the places of your social media not necessarily to cancel your social media but just to remind where the tendency is for you to search for love, mm-hmm. and it'll just draw your attention right back to his word. So I would say those two things. One, find someone that you want to, for instance, read the Bible with and text each other. Use use media for yeah. the good. And then secondly, switch around your apps a little bit. I think you'd be surprised at how often you mindlessly jump to the wrong places for love.
0: All right. Well, Megan, thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope you have a good flight to California. Yeah. And like as of right now, um, I wish you the best for your next rush Uh, preach. Thanks.
1: Thanks, lady. I'm excited. You know what I won't say is same to you because you're not getting on a flight. Goodbye, listeners who aren't getting on a flight. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's interview. Once again, I'm Brianna McDaniel, and we will see you next week.